You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Welcome to Watchpoint Radio, episode 109. We are a podcast focused on the Overwatch co- community and state of the game. I am, am Bobby Schistler, also known as Blazing Bob, and I'm joined by Josh Kinder, a.k.a. Kinder. What's going on, brother? Hey, yo, yo, yo. What's up? You already know who it is. It's your boy, Skinny Penis, wearing glasses today because I've got a terrible case of pink eye. It's not terrible. It's actually kind of manageable, but it still fucking sucks. Stop sticking poop in your eye. I know you have kids, but <laughs> tell you need that to, to my, just I was like, going to say, tell that to my children. <laughs> tell them to wash their hands. All right. Well, we welcome everybody to, ep- to episode 109. This episode is being recorded on May 22nd to release on May 23rd. Uh, preview of topics that we're going to do is we're going to talk about the patch that just hit today, and we're going to talk about some of the Overwatch League meta changes and possible rank changes. Uh, jumping in, we have a new iTunes uh, review. This uh, this one comes from Zim Zimbardi. This is one of the first podcasts that I found when I started looking for Overwatch content. I love these guys so much, and each of the hosts is re- is relatable in their own way. Jaw is like my twin brother in comp. He gets tilted AF when people won't stand behind shields and work as a team, which cracks me up when I, when I listen because it's like reading my own mind. I love their insight and analysis. But really, I keep listening to Watchpoint Radio because these guys crack me up and I love their synergy. The addition of Kinder was kind of crappy. I mean, it was nice, too. Okay, I feel you. (laughs) I've enjoyed (laughs) listening to him as well. I actually threw that in. I would recommend this, this podcast to anybody who just wants to keep up with the latest of what's going on at Overwatch. You can count on these guys to put a fun, entertaining spin on it. Thank you so much, Zim, Zimbardi. That was Thank you, that Mr. Awesome, Zimbabwe. <laughs> Zimbabwe. Zimbardi. I, I have a feeling that's Giose. It sounds it? like him. I, I have a feeling. He, he said he played uh, Comp with Ja or said uh, like Ja's like his feeling. brother. <laughs> if it's not, sorry. Uh, this review comes from Gio. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to stop. All right. Well, um, we're a little off the cusp here. Ja normally does this, so like always, when I host, it's a little different and a little weird. But sometimes weird is good. It's kind of like using your left hand. It's great. But uh, we're going to jump right into the patch, which hit today, patch 1.24. The anniversary patch has launched, and along with it, a whole lot of, a whole lot of fun stuff. 
So did you get a chance to, well, actually, hold on. See, we already screwed up. How was your week <laughs> this week, Mr. Kinder? Uh, it was actually really fucking good. Um, I got on and played uh, that same four stack that I talked about last episode. Um, we all friended up and got back into comp again, and we wanted another great win streak. Like these guys, they're they're really all about their their shit, and it's a lot of fun. Like it's not even that we're all really good or really coordinated or anything. We're just having fun and don't get triggered. And uh, we won this huge win streak again. Like we lost one game. Um, or no, no. When we were all four stacked up, the, we didn't lose any games. And then uh, we had one guy leave and then we played a couple and lost one. And then one won all that back. And then another guy left and it was just me and another guy and two stacking. Uh, and that's when we won one and lost two more and we stopped. But uh, during that, I actually hit my career high on, uh, excuse me, on my main profile. So we're... I know. We're well on the way I, to diamond. I actually am outranking you now, big guy. Yeah, yeah, you are. <laughs> Feels good, man. But uh, I do know that you did do this because we were having VOD review night last night. And I know it's boring. <laughs> it's very, very boring. But you learn a lot from it. And Kinder says, guys, guys, guys. I'm so close to my career high on this account. Give, <laughs> give me this. And Deathblow says, okay, I'm checking now. If this is his alternate account, I'm going to be mad. If not, I kind <laughs> of understand. And so he checked and it when it was your main. So congrats. What are you up to now? Um, at the At the peak of last night, I hit... What is it? Twenty eight, twenty two. I think uh, on my main account, which one of my alternates I did scrape diamond once for a little bit and just immediately lost it back all the way to fucking gold. But it was also an account that um, I kind of got lucky with because at the time I was playing with a, a a GM Smurf, and I don't think that the same thing applied back then. This was early Overwatch, like season two, three. Um. But I was playing with a GM Smurf, and I don't think that they had like the weird background, like you put Smurfs with Smurfs kind of thing in uh, in competitive back then. Uh, so it was well, kind they of also busted. had well, what they also had back then was the win streaks and the and the lose streaks. Right. So right. you go on a on a win streak with someone who's really good, and you all of a sudden are getting eighty SR <laughs> per win. You know that doesn't happen anymore. Right, yeah, and we won a huge win streak, and I scraped diamond and immediately lost back down to, like, high gold, low plaque kind of place where I normally am at um, on that account. But uh, on this one, this is the highest I've ever been on my main, uh, mostly by myself, you know. I mean, we play with the six stack, um, and there are people in the six stack that have Smurf accounts, but we don't win a whole shit ton, you know. We're, we're about 50-50 on that. Um, so well, it feels good I mean, like, honestly, Andreas, if you're talking about I. I play games. I mean, he's <laughs> usually on his main or his other one. They're both just like either diamond or a little bit under. So right, it's not like it's a total a smurf account. And then Deathblow's playing DPS, and he's normally su uh, support on his main. So you, you can't really count it as smurfs unless they're playing, you know, what they actually are masters in GM at. Right, right. That and, you know, it's like I like we discussed before, you, you get placed with other Smurfs as well. And we I know for a fact we've been placed with Smurfs in about at least half our games uh, on the other hold team. Hold on, hold on. Let me get my tinfoil hat. Hold 
I'm just saying, like, you can't <laughs> deny it, especially when you get a Hanzo that's just like popping off. There's always like that one guy that's just like carrying super hard. Like even last night we had that one Hanzo. It's like this guy's an obvious Smurf, uh, and he was he was wrecking shit. Just carried the the other team completely to victory, and uh, we're like, there's no way. There's there's no fucking way this guy is at this SR playing like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but I do know that I have had those games where I just I'm in a bad mood. I pick Widow and I hit every shot in the game and somebody <laughs> asks asks me, Hey, what's your actual <laughs> SR? And I'm like, dude, this is my main man. Yeah, look at yeah. my look at my played hours. What are you talking about, dude? But like everybody has games like that, so I don't know. You gotta take it tit for tat. Um yeah, For and usually me, you can look at them and see like their level, not just their SR, but their if their level's really low, it's like okay, yeah, this this guy's on an alt account, no no question about it. Like if he's bronze border, no stars, like yeah, get out of here, here fucking spur. Yeah, I would, I would definitely agree with that. That's a pretty <laughs> pretty telltale. Um, so for my week, I basically. I've played with the six stack, although I have played a ton more three and f- and four stack. Uh, I am still winning more in the three and four stack, uh, but we've gotten, we've started doing scrims, you know, like we did our first, uh, our first scrim the, the other night. That was really nice. Like there was no oh, yeah. waiting. There was no pressure to win. Uh, it was just super relaxing and much easier easier in environment to learn and i never wanted to do scribs before because i felt like it was wasting my my time (laughs) right but boy i really feel like i was completely wrong because it's not like game night in the sense where everybody kind of plays what they want to play because it's just for fun it's like you're really playing your role you're really trying to learn but you don't have any pressure to actually win so you can take so much more of your brain to just think about what you should be doing better. Right. Uh, and I thought it was really cool. And so been doing that, did game, did game night, like most weekends, this last game night was the Overwatch League network. And uh, it was a good time. Um, did you end up making it to that? Uh, I don't think, I, no, I did not make it to game night uh, because I had been up uh all day, I'd been I'd been up almost twenty four hours at that point, and it was like, guys, I just I just crashed on the couch. Like I passed out on my couch and slept until three a.m. and uh, woke up at about three a.m. Got in the bed and then had to wake up at five thirty. So it's like, sorry, dude. Three a.m. and I feel lonely. Yeah, I said, baby, I can't help be scared of an old game night, but the kinder wasn't there. I don't know. Well, on that, let's go ahead and move on to. Our main discussion. Top story. Okay, our main discussion is going to focus primarily on patch 1.24. This patch brings in the second anniversary event. It brings in a whole lot of of new things. We have all past brawls in in. The uh, the arcade, the way it's going to work is it's going to cycle through different ones every day. What do you think about the past brawls in, uh, you know, everything, Lucio Ball, all of that? Oh, I love them. Uh, I kind of wish they would keep this kind of thing up, but I, I get why they do it. Um, 
this way because, you know, that's all completely different server maintenance and everything like that. I mean, it's a lot of work for them on their side uh, to do all this. I think it's smart that they're cycling through uh, rather than having them all available at once. That way you have uh, shorter queue times. Like if everybody wants to go do something different, you got guys that want to go play Lucio Ball. You got guys that want to do Junk and Science Revenge, uh, things like that. You don't have everybody split off into one or two three different events you have everybody like all right the events this today so let's let's go do this and um yeah i think that's easier on them as well for like uh, a server maintenance standpoint and all uh i I think it's brilliant i i really love a lot of the old brawls uh lucio ball is great obviously uh i absolutely love junk and science revenge because i'm a tower defense nerd (laughs) um i mean i i can't think of a better way that they could have gone about it. I, I, I really appreciate the work that they put into it and the, uh, the brainstorming they did to come up with the, this way of doing things. Yeah, I completely, completely agree with you. I've been saying that forever. Some people want them to all be available <laughs> at all times, but I think that just saturates the, the player base that plays those types, those types of games. And if they rotate and, like regular brawls rotating don't excite me because they're just they're just minor tweaks to the game. Like basically right. it just changes to stats and different things uh, and locking characters out and blah blah blah. But with like Junkenstein and Lucio Ball and all of those different ones, mm-hmm. those are things that if they were in there, if I saw that in there one day, I might try and talk my friends into playing a couple games of Lucio Ball because I'm like, oh, I don't know when it's going to come back. You know, so it's like, it still has that uh, seasonal, like, want to play, but it's just one, it's just one day. So, I mean, I think that's something they should just keep going forward completely. Like, just keep that, you know, going at all times. I don't think they they should stop. But in other changes, uh, Jaw's going to love this this one. I think we might have talked about it. But all seasonal items are going to be obtainable in loot boxes. So how many many voice lines and sprays does Jaw have a chance to get in his seasonal loot box? (laughs) A shit ton. Let's see. Do you have it in notes? Uh, Let's see. No, I don't see the notes. Uh, no, no, it's just in uh It's just any like anything that was available any season, like you can either buy, or you get them in the loot in the in the loot boxes now. So right. that means that many more voice lines and sprays for Jaw to to enjoy. Voice lines and sprays and all the other useless BS and uh, <laughs> icons things like that. Yeah, but a whole bunch of useless shit. But they did give you a uh, golden loot box at the beginning of it, uh, from what I understand. I haven't logged in yet for the uh, for the event because I'm fucking pink eye. But uh, <laughs> I saw where I, uh, I believe it's Geose actually uh, got the Brigitte skin in his first loot box. So uh, lucky uh, bastard. <laughs> yeah, I haven't got to log in today either. I had to edit the Cavalry podcast today for Mel. So that took the time that I would have had to, to game, but, uh, I don't know. Okay. Do you do have access to all the skins? So like what skin did you miss one season that you're going to go back and buy? 
Sentai, 100%. Uh, Sentai Genji. I fucking missed it, and I'm so mad. Like, I went in to buy it the day that everything ended because I wanted to wait till the end of the event so I could have a chance of getting it in a random loot box and then buy it. And I had played that night, and I thought it was ending the next night. So I got back on the next day, and the event was over, and I'm like, no, no! <laughs> so I missed the Sentai skin and Genji's dance. So... Uh, that's going to be the first two things that I purchased uh, with uh, with my currency in-game. I've literally done that next day. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> three, three different uh, seasonal events now. The last three I've done it. But I'm going to go back and I'm going to buy Reaper from the last one. I forget what it was, but it's Reaper, uh, Soldier. No, well... No, it's not Blackwatch Reaper. It's Soldier. It's Black uh, Blackwatch Reaper comes with the like special uh, edition you buy for sixty mm. instead of forty or whatever. But this is a uh, Soldier. It's when he was a soldier with Soldier seventy six, but he's Soldier like thirty four or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna go back and grab that and grab that one. Um, nice. There is a new map, a new free for all map, Petra. Did you get to play this at all? I have not actually gotten to play it. I, I've barely even seen it at all. Um, I, I saw a little bit of it on uh, the Your Overwatch YouTube channel, and I mean, it, it looks it looks interesting. It seems like there's a lot more. Uh, it's a lot more catered to the PvP kind of thing, you know. Um, yeah, which is like the other one, Chateau. Chateau, hmm. I think, is the only level that should be played free for all. Right. Now, I'll make my I'll make my determ my determination on Petra once I play it, but I haven't got to play it either. I mean, the patch literally hit today, right? So we will definitely report back to you on that next week after we have placed all of our accounts in free in free for all as well. So we will uh, we will let we will let you know. The OWLN uh, show says it feels a lot like uh, Quake map compared to the other limb maps, and does it have destructible floors? Uh, confirm that for us, OWLN show. <laughs> like, if they really do, that's pretty awesome. That's a new thing. It's it's got like one health pack in the middle, and uh, I don't know, but oh, that nice. leads us. It does that have leads destructible us floors. To the next thing that happened, we now have competitive free for all death death match. Are you gonna play a? Are you gonna play a lot of this? Uh, I'm at the very least going to place. Um, I've never been huge on uh, competitive elimination stuff um, in Overwatch because I'm not a huge DPS player anymore. Um, I mean, back when I used to play Tracer and all, I probably would have done it. But now, uh, especially since I'm maining Brig, Brig's not going to be great in competitive elimination, I don't think. Uh, maybe 1v1 dueling, but not competitive elimination like that. Uh, she'll just get overwhelmed easy and doesn't have any self-sustain or anything. Uh, when I do play, I'll probably go Moira even, um, uh, I, I really love playing, uh, uh, 1v8 eliminations with Moira. It's just fucking great, especially on Chateau. Just throw your little, uh, death ball in there. It's amazing. <laughs> you just get so yeah, many. Well, you're getting, you're getting that last little, like 5% of the kill and stealing <laughs> yeah. that poor Genji that works so hard on it. Oh, it's so good. I love it to death. <laughs> it's just like. 
you get that last little sliver and it's like give them the suck and then all of a sudden you you're going like 20 board 24 and the next person behind you has like eight or something like that it's like fuck you guys <laughs> see i think uh i think i'm gonna do hanzo i don't know it's it's gonna depend on what the other people in the game choose honestly because if there's a Brigitte, like you're like Genji used to be my go-to because <clears throat> Genji could clean up on kills so easy. Yeah. But with Brigitte there, I don't, I don't know, man, I might just try junk too. Junkrat's pretty scrappy in a, uh, in a uh, free for all. Oh yeah. He's, got, he's great. got a lot of firepower and he's got a lot of mobility. <sighs> and, uh, uh, Zimmy in there. Oh, no, it's not Zimmy. Uh, who was it? Uh, someone in chat, I, I just saw it a minute ago, talking about Roadhog, and Roadhog is great because he has that giant health pool and that huge self-sustain, and then the CC with his hook and everything. He's really, really strong in um, in uh, eliminations if you're good with him. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the, the heal's huge, but the <laughs> hook's also really nice, too, and he's got quite a bit of firepower, so... I don't, oh, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I'm going to play a lot of it, and then I'm going to report back next week with what I think of it because I can't can only speculate right now, but I think I'm going to enjoy it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so we had the, the nerf bat hit a couple characters and the buff bat boost up one. So Anna got some changes. Anna's biotic rifle... Uh, her projectiles now pass through allies with full health. So if that means if the the big fat roadhog is in front of you and he is full health, Reinhardt's on the other side, you're going to be able to shoot through him and actually heal the Reinhardt. Her ammo was also increased from 10 to 14. Uh, what do you think about these changes, Kinder? Uh, I think they're a long time coming, honestly. Uh, Anna's been out of meta since... I mean, really, what, season three or four, something like that, with Beyblade meta and um, Nanoblade meta? Uh, no. Or even Rhine meta. No, uh, season three and four, with uh, she ended on triple tank. <laughs> like, the Beyblade was killed pretty quick. Uh, that's right. Yeah, she was in triple tank meta. But, I mean, she's either either way, she's been out of meta for a really long time, and she she's already high skill cap, um, especially for a support character. So it's really nice to see that she's getting some quality of life improvements and it doesn't break her or anything. I mean, I don't think it's going to break her at all. <laughs> if anything, she may end up needing more, um, more help. But uh, there's nothing more annoying than trying to heal somebody, especially with a 10-round magazine. You're trying to heal somebody that desperately needs it and then someone passes right in front of you for just a split second and takes it from them and then they die. And... Um, that pass through, I think that should really should have really been in there from the beginning. But I don't see anybody. I can't foresee anybody complaining about that at all. And uh, the her magazine has always felt extremely short. Um, the only problem that I could see with that um, is with uh, DPS Anna's. If um, if that becomes a problem, I'm no DPS Anna, and I don't know many. But uh, if it if she becomes really meta with that large clip size or that large magazine size. Um, especially against like say Faras or something like that, then they may tune it back, but I don't foresee it. Um, I, I think it's really good, really good change. Yeah. DPS Ada's, I don't think it'd be a problem because <laughs> they're not good. <laughs> I think it's not a good thing to do. Right. right. So 
if DPS autos are in the meta, it's not good. Like, you know, it's not going to be in the professional meta. And I think oh, that's what they not. care quite a, quite a bit about, but I think it's a good change. I think, um, it does. If the meta had changed or it stayed the same with dive, I don't think, I still don't think it really would have helped her much, but with the meta in more of a death ball meta now, it actually makes it fairly like a pretty powerful change because if it's Reinhardt versus Rein versus Reinhardt, Ana's <laughs> a lot more effective than if monkeys jumping in, dropping bubbles. So I think, and I think she has a, a lot of power versus <laughs> uh, Brigitte with the anti heal. So I really just want to see more of the pros use it so I can feel a little better about us trying it. Right. Now, there is one thing while we're on uh, changes, if you don't mind, uh, that I wanted to mention. Um, Hanzo and Zarya combo right now is huge. And the reason for that is because they can grab dragons and you can boost um, you can boost Hanzo's dragons with mercy and you can kill through a Zenyatta ult. And that's kind of a problem in this meta because you're playing death ball and things like that. Um, and you get a decent grab or you get them through a small choke. Like um, what was the one we were playing the other day in scrims? Um, I can't remember the name of the damn map. Uh, it's the one that has two small chokes coming in and it's a, uh, it's a king of the hill map. Um, uh, there's that one was, little space. Uh, on high tower. Well, that's one of them, but that's not the one I'm uh, thinking of. Anyway, there's, there's a small force choke on this map. I I'm so bad with map names, but, uh, every time you come through, if they had Zarya alt, it's just immediately shut down. There's really nothing you can do about it unless you're playing an amazing diva and can just happen to eat it. But um, I mean, it's really freaking strong right now. And if you're good, if you're like a Masters or a Grandmasters level team, you're going to have that Zarya ult just about every single fight. And if there's absolutely nothing you can do to counter it, I mean, that's kind of big. Uh, so I'm wondering if they won't re either reduce the damage from Hanzo's dragons or if they'll increase the healing over time of Zenyatta's ult. I don't know. Um. I would think that Zenyatta would be the one to see the buff uh, just because it's already almost invulnerable and almost invulnerable level of healing. And that little change wouldn't really affect the other meta too much. It would just affect that. And, you know, you still die from burst damage and you still die from enough damage. But uh, if you increase the amount that it heals enough to survive a dragon, at least, you know, maybe that change would be something that we could that we would see happen that would help this meta against Zarya and Hanzo. Well, I don't know. And well, that's also, it's not just Zarya and Hanzo, it's Zarya, Hans, uh, Hanzo and Mercy. And I don't know how to fix the problem you were just talking of, but since we were talking about Anna, you actually made me think of something else. Mercy is really powerful because she damage boosts the Hanzo doing ult through the Zarya Graviton. Right. Anna's got something that she could use during the uh, Graviton as yeah, well, which would benefit him. everybody, the Reinhardt swinging everybody. Right. So why not use her with the anti-heal right there during that same <laughs> ult? That, that, that's even more reason why Anna could be used in this meta. Right, right. 
And you know, I, that, I just, that's the one I just thing thought about of it, that though. while you talk while yeah. you were talking about this because it's the damage boost that Mercy gives Anzo that actually makes Zen unable to heal through it. Right, and that that's one thing about it. That's so reliable and it's such an easy clap kind of thing that uh, you know it's there's really no skill shot in it. It's just get the get the grab, pop the ult, and then damage boost. I mean, it's just easy one two three. Uh, at least at least with Ana, it's a little bit more like make sure you get that grenade off at the right time, make sure you're in position, that kind of thing, where Hanzo and Mercy can just be like way the hell off on the side, completely safe from all damage whatsoever, and just like, yeah, I'm going to pop it. I true, don't know. True. It definitely, is, it definitely takes a little <laughs> bit more to set it to set it up. But so let's go ahead and move on to the Brigitte changes. Uh, rally maximum armor per player has been reduced from 150 to 100. Her shield bash, which is the uh, one that stuns, cooldown increased from five to six seconds. Well, you've been playing a lot of Brigitte, so tell me what you think about these changes, Kinder. Necessary, 100%. Um, as a Brigitte player, uh, the shields, when used properly, uh, can be extremely strong. It it can make you just, you can just win a battle with just the shields. And I mean, that's it. That's all there is to it. You just watch the Overwatch League, how they use it. It's extremely valuable. Uh, reducing that from 151 to 100 feels fair to me, uh, especially if you're playing a comp that doesn't have a Brigida against a Brigida. I mean, it's a problem in the game when one team has a Brigida, the other doesn't. It's almost guaranteed loss. Um, that's very much an issue. Even as a Brigitte player, I, I see that that's an issue. So being able to get through that with sheer damage, uh, I think is a good thing. So that reduction, uh, very much needed. Shield Bash also feels like it's always off cooldown. Um, it, it feels to me as a Brigitte player that um, whenever I need it, or 99% of the time when I need Shield Bash, I'm just about going to have it or I can wait a second or two and I'm going to have it in a crucial spot. Not to say I don't die as Brigida. I die a lot as Brigida, probably more than the average Brigida because I get in there and get too confident really um, that I have everything else cooled down. I know. Yeah, I know you know. <laughs> kidder, kidder, come back, come back to Red Art. Come back to Red Art. Kidder, 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 come back to Red Art. It's fun to be aggressive, all right? I'm learning. But um, I, I think it's absolutely necessary that they, uh, that they change that cooldown and a change from five to six seconds may not seem like much, but it's going to feel like a lot uh, when you're Brigida. That extra one second. I mean, think about when they changed Roadhog's hook from six to eight seconds, just two seconds. It feels like an eternity. Like, it feels like for fucking ever. And I I still believe that they'll eventually uh, bring that cooldown to eight seconds if they don't make any other changes or if Rally doesn't prove to be enough of a nerf for Brigida. But now that people are learning how to play against her, I don't know for sure if they'll mess with her anymore. Uh, a lot of people are saying right now that Brigida feels like she's in a good place. Um, and I think that these nerfs are a step in the right direction in getting her in the right place. I don't think that she is going to see another nerf for a good, a good minute until people really you know, get used to how to play, uh, how to play with and against the Brigida. And people are yeah. still learning. Uh, I've definitely seen a lot less Brigida in comp, um, even playing as a stick stack. Uh, we've seen a lot less Brigida, and we don't always win just because we haven't Brigida anymore. Where we where we just kind of used to if they didn't. Um, so people are learning how to counter her as well. 
So I, I feel like this is this is very good changes. It may not be the last that we see, but I, I don't see it as a bad thing at all, even as a brig main. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I see. I think the cooldown on shield bash <laughs> is a bigger nerf than the actual than the actual armor. I mean, the armor, if you're doing it right, you're popping it usually prior to a fight. So it's just extra that you're moving in with. <laughs> But the the stun is what makes her amazing, and so bringing that down some, the stun and the the shield is just an extra shield you have to worry about, and I mean that's what makes her good. So I think that's the biggest change and the best one. They take more armor off of it. I don't know if it would be worth it. So hopefully, I I feel like this is a good spot too. Hopefully, they kind of stick at this for a while and just see how it plays out. I think they change it to uh, too soon. I think they will. I don't I don't know if I agree with the shield bash being a bigger uh, a bigger nerf uh, just because her dueling potential is still huge, even with uh, five to six seconds. If you you initiate the duel uh, and you manage your cooldowns well, then it's probably not going to be not going to feel a whole lot different. Uh, and she has her shield. So she has that potential to mitigate damage like you're one v one a reaper or something like that. Uh, it's going to take him longer to burst your shield down than it is, to, than it is going to be to get your second bash uh, back in, which will clean him up. Um, but the armor affects the entire team, affects the affects the entire team fight, uh, especially in the pro meta. Uh, that extra 150 health is huge, um, especially when you got like a widow off to the side and you can survive a body shot as a uh, or survive up to two body shots as a tracer or something like or as a as a squishy. Um, that's big, and I don't think you can anymore with just the 100 extra health. I'm, I'm not sure how much a uh, fully charged widow body shot does, but it may just be like one headshot, one body shot kind of thing. 120. I don't know. I'm pretty sure it's. I'm pretty sure it's 120. Mm. But um, but yeah, you you can no longer just survive your way to a victory in a team fight anymore. But it does still help. Uh, so at least in higher levels at higher levels of, uh, of play and in the pro scene, I, I believe that the ultimate nerf is definitely bigger, but at the lower tiers, yeah, hundred percent shield bash is going to be uh, a much bigger, much bigger nerf just because everybody doesn't really play right at lower tiers. I don't know. I think, uh, I think that, the shield bash is the reason that tracer's not played in the pros, so I'm not sure I agree with that. But that's okay. It's okay. To, <laughs> it's okay. It's okay to not have the same opinions, guys. All right. Well, let's talk about the Hanzo changes. Storm arrows damage reduced from eighty to seventy per shot. And How I much just want to say. I just want to say I called this last episode. I called this you real did, hard. You did. You called this hundred <laughs> percent. Now, uh, I feel like it's a good change because you can no longer so, uh, single headshot a tracer with storm arrows, which is big, uh, especially at higher levels of play and in the OWL, which it's not going to matter in the OWL because he's not in this patch uh, that they have. But I, I think at higher levels of play, especially, uh, that's really big because you can't just take down squishies with a single storm arrow and just like do, 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 do. you know you have five chances right there one after the other to get that killing headshot or just body shots even uh very much needed uh hanzo's way too big in this matter right now along with brigida 
Um, but he, whereas Brigida's being played a little less, Hanzo seems to be played just the same amount. Everybody's playing Hanzo right now. Yeah, Hanzo's... And no one's asking Hanzo's to change. It's the funniest time in Overwatch <laughs> ever for me. Deathblow's like, I've done a million damage this competitive season, and I don't think I've been asked once to change off of Hanzo. What world am I in? And then immediately after that, in that game, probably 30 seconds later, he was told to switch off Hanzo by the yes. rando. But, <laughs> but just, you know, a side note to that, he was the third person in the list of five that that one dude listed as the problem. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> literally, Deathblow at the end of the round is like, dude, you've literally named every person on the team and why they're the problem. And, you know, it's just, it's, it's it's just funny. <laughs> it was pretty good. But oh, I think uh, I think this is a good change. I I think that I mean really like I don't think it's going <laughs> to reduce him all that much. It might for the pros maybe, I don't know, but I don't think it's going to reduce it all that much. I mean, it's not that much of a change. So he still has really fast projectiles. <laughs> he still builds ultimate extremely fast and he still has the cool little jump that kills me more often than it helps me (laughs) there is one other um, large factor in that though is that he's been a big time shield breaker uh in this meta um especially with ryan being so prevalent and i don't know whether it's a problem or a good thing uh honestly because ryan is so big right now but uh, that reduces his potential burst damage on Ryan Shield by 50. Um, 50 extra C Shield isn't much, but if you only are if you're running a single DPS comp with just Hanzo, uh, that can mean the difference between breaking a shield and then keeping it up and uh, getting a kill shot on you if your Ryan's down or if you don't have a Ryan or things like that. Um, so I don't know if that's good or bad, honestly. Um, I don't know, man. The Red Hot Shield has 2,000 health, though. I know, I know. And it's not that big, but it does mean something. When you have several, when, when you take several times, uh, several times of Storm Arrow to break the shield, you know, that adds up over time. You know, two, two Storm Arrow uh, volleys is, you know, 100 health and three is 150, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, so it does reduce his shield breaking capacity. Maybe not by much, but it does. Um, so that'll probably be something that we see affecting things a lot more in the lower tier uh, of the game rather than the higher tier. Because in higher tiers, you, your Ryan Shield lasts 10 seconds max. Uh, that's all you're getting. Yeah. <laughs> 10 seconds is really high. In, in our scrim, where we scrimmed those masters, <laughs> Shield was going down in about two to three seconds. Right. Yeah, it's uh, pretty fast. And I mean, and that's how it should be. You should be focusing Ryan shield, especially if you don't have a Ryan focus to shit out of that shield, or especially if you do have a Ryan and you're in that shield battle, uh, whoever shield shield break for breaks first, uh, loses pretty much because then the other teams got to fall back. And I mean, you get positioning, you get, um, you get a chance to get kills on their squishies. I mean, it's just such a big deal to break a Ryan shield or to make them drop shield and fall back. Um, it's all about positioning. Yeah, true. And if they're running an Orisa, Orisa's shield and the <laughs> Storm Arrow are about up at the same time. So you're losing 50 per Orisa shield. And at 800 or at 900, 
that <coughs> matters more, I think. Yeah, that does make a huge difference there. Because oh, I hate that Arisa shield. Oh my gosh, I hate it. <laughs> but in other news, Rialto is in competitive now. So the map that we've been playing for a while in QP and played for a while in the PTR is now live. What do you think about this, Kinder? I mean, we've played it a few times in Scribs, but this will be the first time we're actually playing it in competitive. Um, I think it's going to experience a lot of growing pains uh, because even as much as we've been playing and doing scrims and things like that, um, the average player is not going to know what the fuck to do. And it's just, that's just how it is. That's just how Overwatch has always been. You can leave it in quick play for 10 years and people are just not going to know what the hell to do in comp because it hasn't been there like Brigida. Because um, you have four DPS, one tank and one healer in comp and the healer's in. Right. <laughs> or in QP, sorry, QP. Yeah, I, mean, I know what you meant. But um, I think once people get a chance to learn how to play Rialto, it's a good map. Um, I think it's a very good map. has a lot of high ground. has a lot of different strategies you can use to get around. Uh, it's not a one-note map, uh, kind of like Lunar Colony is. Um, you know, I don't feel like first point's super easy to take, but I also don't feel like it's um, really hard to defend either. Um, I, I like the map personally, uh, and I like the variety and the high ground and things in it, uh, and I think people are going to have a... Have a really good time on it once they figure out how to play it. I feel like we never see Farah on D on that first point, but I feel like she'd be really strong with the boops there. She could be. I feel like um, in this meta, we're going to see her a lot in com in competitive queue. Yeah, I, I think she's uh, definitely already big right now, even uh, especially when we run Brigida and we run Hanzo instead of a hit scan. Um, she's really big, which a good Hanzo can take down a Pharah right now with the projectile speed up and uh, the storm arrows and everything, but still difficult. And it's almost impossible when they have a uh, far mercy run. Um, and then we just basically got to run the old, uh, ignore the Pharah strat and, uh, kill everybody else first. But, um, yep. especially I don't in the see a tiers. whole, I don't see a whole ton of Hanzos, um, taking out Pharahs. However, at the Overwatch League Network game night last weekend, Thrill showed up, and I saw him take Farah out multiple times as Hanzo, and I was just like, I was in awe. Which, <laughs> like, I could I could do it, but not to the consistency that he was doing it. It's you know, it's definitely not easy. Oh no! But, I mean, as as bad as I am at Hanzo, I I can already tell you, it's fucking it's terrible, <laughs> it's super hard. <laughs> oh man. All right. Well, we were going to talk about the Overwatch League meta, but you didn't really watch a whole bunch of it this uh, this week, did you? Uh I watched enough to see uh New York XL uh and their crazy fucking Zenyatta player. I, I forget his name. I don't know if I heard it. Um Jonak. Yeah, Jonak. Oh my god. Jonak is fucking insane on Zenyatta. They could just not run a DPS and run Jonak and be okay. He's so crazy. Uh, he often has the number one damage on his team. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, my God. Uh, and I also watched uh, my Mayhem boys get embarrassed. Feels bad. <laughs> now, who'd they play again? I know uh, I watched it, but I'm blanking right now. I believe they played Valiant, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah, Valiant's really good. The, the two games I've, I've seen them play, they've played really good. 
I believe it was them. Uh, they managed to get zero kills on a cough map, so that felt bad. Yeah, dude. Okay, now I remember that game. Oh, my gosh. That was bad on Oasis. Oh, <laughs> that was so harsh. Yeah, I, I thankfully stopped watching. I was at work watching uh, a bit of it, and I had it up without sound or anything, and uh, I had to go. I, had, I got on a maintenance call uh, right when that game started, and I'm glad I did because I missed it. And then I saw um, uh, Mel in chat. She was like, so your boys managed to get zero kills on this? I'm like, oh, you got fucking kidding me. Because they played uh, such a good round the round feels before bad, that. Man, like, feels bad. Oh my god! Well, I say they played a good round round before that. The the first round they played a okay round, and then when they played D, it was just awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, since uh, I'll just add a little bit in. I'll add an in, an interesting comp that I saw played in the Overwatch League this week was the Houston Outlaws <laughs> on attack on Watchpoint Gibraltar ran. Muma, their main tank, as Brigitta and ran a Diva. And those were the two tanks, Brigitta and Diva. Right. And they like they made that work. And it was hilarious. They ran it all the way back to, to the end. And just I just thought that was an interest an interesting comp. I could kind of see it because it's almost <laughs> a faux dive comp. Um, instead of the Winston, you're running the Brigitta. And with that CC, she, I mean, she's not dive, quote unquote. She's not traditional dive, but she is like aggressive. She can be aggressive in that kind of comp. I can see how that would work. Uh, what was the enemy team playing? Do you know? Uh, I'm trying to, I'm trying to remember. Uh, they were trying, they tried a few different things. I'm blanking on even who they played right now. Uh, <laughs> That's all right. Tried to run the stream and do all this other stuff. I'm just, I'm just blanking, but. Gosh, who did they play? It's killing me now. Oh, uh, <laughs> was it? Ah, I forget. Never mind. It's all right. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> all right. Um, so we're going to go ahead and uh, move on to weekly updates. Weekly updates. All right. So this this week, uh, we saw a video from your overwatch and i haven't uh been a believer in them as of late but i watched this video and i wanted to bring it up it talks about possible rank changes behind the scenes and them believing that you're now not being you're not being cued up against uh like up against teams that are harder when grouping with larger groups so if you're in a six a six stack and they can't find uh, they can't find a six stack that's equal to you. Instead, they give you a five stack, which has players on it that are quite a bit better than you or a four stack with players that are quite a bit higher SR or, M or MMR. Uh, and supposedly that is not happening now. Now you watch this video. What did you think about it? Um, Considering my past week or so in Overwatch, uh, queuing with the four stack that I did and going on that big win streak and queuing with our six stack, uh, I think there's some merit to it. I don't know if they're nail on the head with it, um, but now that I think about it, I haven't really noticed being queued against like a group of diamond players uh, in a two stack when they were playing a four stack or a six stack, things like that. Um, I, I feel like matchmaking has felt a, a lot better uh, in the past about week or so. 
Um, and our six deck hasn't come up against any any really like just slaughter fest games, really. Uh, if you've noticed, uh, there hasn't been any games really where we just got absolutely fucking destroyed. You know, there's, there's been several close games. And uh, it was the same when I was playing with that four stack, even the games we lost. Um, it wasn't just an absolute slaughter. We did have one game where we got just absolutely snowballed. Like we, we got taken by surprise by a, a, a bad pick uh, at the beginning of one round. And uh, then we got snowballed into the second fight uh, when nobody was able to retreat properly. So they had like six and a half minutes on the clock. But um, we were able to take the other point and still had two minutes or whatever. And, you know, while talking we were about Hanamura. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. And then um, we weren't able to take first point. So we had to defend first point for six and a half minutes and we were able to wear him down to a minute and a half. Uh, so it was a fairly even battle there, even though we got snowballed on it. So it, it, things like that aren't happening as much where you just get fucking snowballed and they can't do a damn thing about it. Um, so I feel like comp has, I, I feel like they've changed something in comp uh, to make the queue better. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how, uh, how things feel over the next couple of weeks. If it's really, if something behind the scenes is really working like it's supposed to. And I think I'm going to have to tend to agree with you. Now I hate <laughs> just saying arbitrary things I, like I this, is this, with you. <laughs> this is this and this is this without hard data that actually backs it up. But I will say in my personal experience and I've played <laughs> quite a bit of the game in the past, you know, quite a bit of the game since the season started. We'll say it does feel like that is the case. Looking back just at last season to this season for my right. personal playtime, it <laughs> does feel like that. Now, if that's the case globally, I don't know. I don't have data to back it, so I'm not going to say that it is that way. But it does feel that way. But that could easily just be our team getting better. It could be a whole plethora of different factors so I'm just I'm just not sure. I'm a little wary to believe it, but I want to believe, man. I want to believe. believe. <laughs> I want to believe, man. You got to believe. So, you got to believe. You got to believe in the cup changes, man. It's time to get back <laughs> into competitive. Let's do this. Uh, I, I would have been less inclined to agree as much if I hadn't played with another stack of complete randos uh, and had things feel as good as they did. Uh, and I did play with another three stack for uh, like a couple of games there, and it didn't feel bad either, which we we, we won one, lost one, but they were both good games. Um, and our six stack has been improving, but we've also had a lot of subs in and out as well. So it really a hasn't been subs. our six stack all the time. It's been a different group of people with one or two people the same, you know, and those people coming in still kind of learning how we do things, things like that. Uh, so I'm definitely inclined to agree that something has changed. Something has been done and it's a good thing. It's a very good thing. Yeah. Uh, so that's another thing that I have definitely <laughs> noticed too. The four and five stacks have been a lot more lucrative. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't, you know, I hadn't been playing anything but the six all of last season, but this season I'm like, well, I just want to play more. So I'm just going to go ahead and play. And right. another thing Where's the toxicity, man? Like, I know, right? <laughs> everybody I've hung with and been in a game with randos are just like, 
All right, guys, good try. Good try. Like when we lose, they're just like, good try, man. Well played, everybody. In voice comps, too. You know, right. You know, it's just it's blowing my mind. You know, I used to have like 50 50 at least, I think, but now it's just everybody's jolly. It makes I, me wonder. I don't get that. It makes me wonder if they don't have some kind of secret system in the background. Tinfoil hat time, by the way. This is completely <laughs> fucking, <laughs> this is completely just undocumented, unconfirmed everything. This is completely personal, just musings. But it's almost as if they have a system in the background that keeps track of like who's an asshole, who gets, you know, it maybe just be on reports even. I don't know. But uh, who's a toxic asshole who's really nice in games? And if you're not a toxic asshole, then maybe you're getting placed with other people that aren't toxic assholes. Maybe that's how it is. And um, Kinder. Kinder. Hashtag assholes never, never die. die. <laughs> I mean, it really um, may be uh, something like that. Um, it may be the reporting system or the avoid. Maybe it's even avoid his teammate works as a kind of sub rating system like if you get so many people that avoid you then you're getting placed with other people that are kind of avoided as teammates or something like that that levers that's the whole tinfoil hat levers island right there that's what yeah. that could be man it could be that the people that get that avoid as teammate are getting paired with more people that avoid as teammate now can right. you imagine the toxicity in that chat room <laughs> I, I imagine eventually those kinds of players will just eventually quit the game and leave, which, you know, bye. Bye, Felicia. But, bye, Felicia. Uh, but uh, I, I think not saying anything about it is probably a good way for them to keep the player base as long as possible, to keep people playing, even to toxic assholes, but not necessarily, you know, but still not alienate the players that want to work together as a team or the guys that don't normally get toxic but have just been so fucking triggered by the assholes this season that it's hard to not be toxic. You know what I mean? Uh, Dude, I, I am going to try and believe in your tinfoil hat because <laughs> it's been great, and I just wanted to stay that way. Yeah, I, I definitely hope that things are actually getting better and we're not just going fucking crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Hashtag, we hope Leavers Island exists. All right, everybody. <laughs> well, it's going to be a short show. We're going to move into closing the show. <laughs> Like to let everybody know, prepare to attack. Bastion episode is out and in stores for oh you my to God. download. Finally. What? <laughs> it's it just happening. a Jaws computer to blow up. And now prepare to attack magically showed up. It was like it was on a time bomb. <laughs> Karma was punishing bomb. him. <laughs> so drunken monk, you were asking about that in chat. You can go get it now. Uh, we uh, live stream every Tuesday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Normally, we try to get it on. Sometimes we're a little late. Uh, we encourage you guys to send us your Overwatch stories. We love to hear them. We'd like to have more of them. And if you want to, just go ahead and make them up. It'll be fun. Uh, our PS4 and Xbox One clubs, you could, you could join them at... Uh, I don't, dang it, I always do this. I read that, then I think, <laughs> I, don't have, I don't know how to join them. I'm guessing that it's mash those buttons or watch point radios. So give, <laughs> give that a shot. You can join our Discord at discord.me slash mash those buttons. I also encourage everybody to try Heroes of Overwatch. Uh, it's a, uh, awesome f uh, an awesome face, uh, Facebook group 
and uh, go there a lot, I would encourage you guys to check it out too. And lastly, Patreon. Guys, we need your help. Jaw runs this whole entire podcast net uh, network out of his own pocket. Help us out at going to patreon.com slash watchpoint radio and throw a throw throw a dollar per uh per episode two. I mean, it's the price of a cup of coffee that week. It it, it would really help Jaw. <coughs> so please give us your support. And as always, we appreciate face uh, Facebook uh, reviews on iTunes. They help quite a bit with with uh, vis- visibility as well. I'd like to thank everybody for coming. Actually, no, I'd like to ask Kinder, where can we find you on the social media, Kinder? <laughs> oh, before I actually talk about that, I do want to say something about the uh, Patreon. Now, oh, go ahead. The reason that Patreon is such a big deal is because I don't know about Ja, um, but he runs what four or five different podcasts, uh, something like that. Five I know or six. I know that per podcast for me on Libsyn, I pay. I have to pay uh, somewhere in the vicinity of fifteen bucks a month for hosting on Libsyn. Um, so if he's paying, I'm sure he's paying. You know, a combined data cost thing or something like that. So it's probably not as much. But if you think website and dope, yeah, and all the hosting, it's a huge money sink. Uh, so just to recoup costs for doing a podcast, uh, it takes a lot of money. Um, I mean, it could, for Ja doing everything that he's doing without help, uh, probably upwards of a hundred a month just to keep the podcasts running and content flowing. Not to mention the time that's put in uh, to editing everything. The man edits five, six podcasts uh, every single week. I don't know how the fuck he does it. I can't edit one. He- Dude, he edits while we're playing on the team. Like I don't know how he, does he is it. a trooper, man. I mean, he had a he has a real solid workflow going for him, but now that he blew up his computer, all that's gone. All his presets, everything are gone. He's got to reset all that up. So poor guy, you know, fuck that. Um, so I mean, not just for helping job, but for help, helping keep mash those buttons alive. Patreon for any of the mash those buttons shows is a big deal just to keep things running. Uh, we're probably never going to see a dime uh, as podcast hosts, which I'm totally fine with uh, as running the podcast that I've run. I've never seen a dime uh, of money actually made back from what I invested into everything. So even a, even a dollar, uh, even a dollar for an episode or a dollar every month or whatever you do on Patreon is a massive help to keeping the dream alive, uh, to keeping content flowing. Well, I will say, you kind of messed yourself up by buying like a seven hundred dollar mic. It's gonna take a long time to recoup that. <laughs> oh, I'm never gonna recoup it. But uh, <laughs> I, I'm just a bit. I'm a big hardware nerd. That's my problem. Uh, you know, I like having these nice big fancy things. You know, it's just it's just fucking interesting to me. I didn't buy this mic because I had a podcast. I bought it because I fucking want this cool mic. You know, <laughs> yeah, dude, I am I am jealous. I I should have just went ahead, just spent a couple extra a couple extra hundred bucks because now to replace this two hundred fifty dollar mic, I really have to think about it. You know, <laughs> yeah. I will say that you probably had you almost certainly have the single best USB mic that there is for podcasting or is for spoken word whoop, at whoop, all. Whoop, uh, whoop. The podcast is great. But uh, as far as my social media links, you can find me on Twitter at NerfKinderPlus, PLS. Uh, you can also find me on Fragging Out, www.fraggingout.com. Also, discord.me slash fragging out, Twitter at fragging out pod. 
And you can find us on iTunes and all that other stuff with Fragging Out. Once again, I mentioned this last show, but we are very much considering moving to a gaming general podcast simply because there are so many Overwatch podcasts. And uh, a lot of us honestly have trouble not covering the exact same thing in almost the exact same way. And especially with myself being on two kind of Overwatch general podcasts, even if we do err more towards comedy on uh, Fragging Out. Uh, I, I feel like I'm repeating a lot of the same stuff that I say on one or the other. Um, so like I said, I, I, I think general gaming would be a better fit for fragging out where WPR is better for the overwatch content in my, in my opinion, as a podcaster host on both. Oh dude, I told, I totally get you. That's why it's a little weird. Like on slow news weeks, it's, I feel like I'm worn <laughs> out if I guest on another podcast because it's just a little i just feel like i'm i'm regurgitating i'm saying things right. over again and i don't know then i don't know what i said on whatever podcast that's why i like you know doing the podcast that i do and i do three different ones you can find me on prepare to attack a podcast about how to get how to get better at overwatch you can also find me here on Watchpoint radio and you can also find me talking about the Overwatch League at OWL Recap. You can find all those links on my Twitter at Blazin underscore Bob. That's B-L-A-Z-Z-I-N underscore B-O-B. All right, guys, we're out. We missed Jaw. We're hoping he's back next week with a new fancy rig. We out. Peace out, homies. <laughs>